latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the last one before Christmas. We, do, we all have a Christmas special come out on Christmas Eve, So, uh, but this is our last regular show. Uh, we're at Scotston, ahead uh, of the first 1872 Cup match here at Scotston on Saturday. And I'm joined by Adam Ash and Duncan Seller this week. Guys, doing all right? Doing well, Duncan. Yeah. Glad to have you on here. This is the first this time is the you first one. I is have, this? Uh, ah, yeah. have been together on this podcast. No and, pressure. Uh, long may it continue. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. Because yeah. you did one previously, didn't you, Duncan? But Ashy was... I uh, was uh, uh, somewhere to be that day. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening, Ashy? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, mon- yesterday, relatively low-key day. Um, kind of looking at the game from the weekend and just kind of getting initial preparations underway for this weekend. Um, but yeah, I played. I, I ended up playing for Stirling on the weekend, so we had air uh, down in Melbury. So it's a tough outing for us. Uh, I think we were obviously you'd have seen the weather, wild, <laughs> um, sideways rain. Um, pitch was pretty much frozen and uh, and a bog at the same time, so good fun. Doesn't um, make it easy to. <laughs> no, it d- didn't make it easy at all. But it, it was a uh, first half was pretty tight. It was ten points to eight to air, and they were playing with a big win behind them. And then, you know, we were fully expecting to go into the second half and uh, and hopefully get some more points on the board. But it was not to be, and uh, we ended up getting beat twenty eight points to ten. So, yeah, it was a bit of a shame, but. Uh, that's the way it goes, I guess, and uh, yeah, just glad to be back in here and uh, and preparing for this game's this this weekend's game. And there was a few Warriors boys in that squad that you were playing with, wasn't there? Yes, there was. There was Andrew Davidson. There was Matt Smith, and then there was a few other guys. Gordon Reed was playing for Air. Uh, Marshall Sykes, Ross Thompson, Ollie Smith, and a few academy guys. So there was plenty of. Uh, young talent out there in the field and old Gordy out there as well. He was uh, he was enjoying himself. He was scrummaging well and being uh, quite annoying around the field uh, <laughs> as he always is. <laughs> but no, it good. was good good to play against some guys that we were kind of bumping into every day and here and whatnot. So it's it's nice, good fun. In classic Scottish rugby weather as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is uh, it's been a, it's been a while since I played in a game like that where the pitch is bogging. And obviously the weather's coming in as well. You do get the odd bad weather game here, but you're playing on a kind of a reasonable pitch yep. that's, that's firm and whatnot. So it takes you back. Um, but no, it's good. It's refreshing and you know, it's good to, to get back out there and, and get some rugby. Is that the last Super 6 game before Christmas or is it? Yeah. Oh, wait, there's one. There's, there is games this weekend, but I think they're this games that have been replayed that right. got cancelled. So I think there's, there's two games happening. Um... Stirling County are playing someone and Ayr are playing someone. Okay. I, I don't know who they're playing against. I think Melrose must play... Uh, there's a Friday night and a Saturday game. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we're here Saturday, 1872. Can you believe it's come round again? I know. Flown round again. Um, here we are, halfway through the season already. And, you know, it just seems to have all flown in. But, yeah, it's that time of the year again. Um Great to have the home fixture first up. Um, I'm sure Scots will be jumping, and you know, I think as a players group, we want we, we need to get back on track in the league. So um, it's, it's a massive game, and you know the the focus for us is is winning the game. That's it. Um, 
you know, we, we need to start racking up points in the league. Um, obviously, we're sitting a little bit behind where we normally are. Uh, but, you know, what a, what a massive occasion this weekend, people in Edinburgh at home. What was the review like on Monday? Because it it, it was one of those games, wasn't it, where the, the conditions were terrible. Um, and it was just, it was really hard to kind of get any kind of possession. And, mm-hmm. and it just kind of felt like it just kind of got away from us a bit. Yeah, I, I think what kind of came out of the review was that, you know, you look at the scoreline, but I think we've done some good stuff out there. Um, it wasn't a disaster by any means, but the I think the difficult bit is, is if you switch off in these big matches against top teams, that you, they punish you. And, you know, we switched off a couple of times in that game and it, and it let them back into it. Um, and if we can just tighten up a couple of these little areas, then... You know, I think we can we can get some convincing wins against teams like like these. But yeah, it was just it's unfortunate, and it's obviously not what we needed out there. But we're still in with a chance of of getting out of this group. So um, we'll keep fighting and back to the league for a bit, and then yeah, we'll we'll be back out there. As you say, back to the league, Edinburgh, a couple of games, and then it's I think it's Benetton. Mm-hmm. And then we're back to Europe again. So the, the games just keep coming, don't they? Yeah, they do. This last sort of. I think it's been the last seven or eight weeks. It's just been non-stop Saturday night rugby every single week. And then, you know, we, we don't get a break until the end of January. So, yeah, the, the games are coming in hot. And, you know, it's uh, certainly the time of year to be looking after your body and keeping fit and healthy and, and keeping on top of things because you just, yeah, some of these guys have played pretty much every single game. And I can only imagine how they're feeling. <laughs> does does playing in the cold and training in the cold a lot more? Does that impact your body at all? Do you notice the difference between kind of playing at the start of the season and then kind of coming around Christmas time and stuff? Yeah, I would say so. I think when you're you know outside in the early mornings and it's cold, you definitely take a lot longer to warm up. Whereas you know if it's pre-season time and it's eighteen twenty degrees out there, you know the body doesn't feel quite as stiff and and cold. So. Yeah, we, we do a mixture. We, we're quite fortunate. We managed to do a lot of our line-out work inside uh, on the track that we've got here at Scotston. We've got a big mat that we roll out, um, so kind of makes it a bit more cushioned when you're jumping and landing and whatnot. Uh, but this morning, for example, we were out in the field for, you know, pretty much out there from, I think it was about 9 o'clock till half past 11. Um, and it's cold, but, you know, once you get moving, you you get warmed up and stuff. And... Uh, it can sometimes be one of those ones where you're not quite warm, but you've got to go in and hit them all, and <laughs> it's quite uncomfortable. But after you hit one or two, you're uh, you're 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 into it. So yeah, that's the way it is. That's just you just get used to it here. I think maybe the foreign boys struggle with it a little bit more coming over here from warmer weather. But you know, big cable says he's used to it now, so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it just takes a year or two and then we've obviously we train at Ravenscraig on Thursdays now which is indoors so is that have you noticed a difference this season now that we're indoors more yeah it's good to get indoors on that Thursday um, what we normally do is we we have a meeting at half past seven so it is an early start um, but it means that we can sort of cram that training day into the morning and then we can sort of get finished by about one o'clock in the afternoon and I think quite a lot, the, the guys generally quite like that, having that afternoon off, you know, guys can get back to their families or, or get on with other things. But um, no, it is good. And it's, I was going to say it was slightly warmer in there, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. I think it's just like uh, that place seems to just hold the, the cold. The, Ori- the, the Orium's another one. I was, I was Orium. at Orium on uh, Friday night. And it is freezing. freezing <laughs> it's actually colder there. inside it than is. it is. I remember I, like Six Nations camp last year, You'd go from the hotel across the road, you'd walk over, 
um, obviously outside, and then by the time you got into the Orium, you're freezing. It's actually colder than it is outside, but I don't, I don't know why that is, but well, maybe the pitch needs to be kept at a certain temperature or something. <laughs> and, then, and then for boys like you who uh, jump in the line out and stuff like that, obviously you can't wear leggings or anything like that. You've got to keep the legs just strapped up, don't you? Yeah, that's unfortunate. We uh, we need to have our legs taped uh, for line out jumping. So, you know, your props and hookers, they can get pretty wrapped up. And the backs, they wear a lot more layers than us normally. Um, they'll have their snoods on. Some of the guys even wear gloves nowadays, like the kind of like grip mitts, but obviously like right over your fingers. Um, I've been looking for a pair of those actually myself. I don't know. I need to ask these guys where they're getting them because I think I could get away with them. Um, but yeah, legs have to be out. Um, Matt Fagerson tried to turn up to a line out session a few weeks ago with his uh, leggings on. Not not like the leggings, but you know the tight uh, like joggers, like the trousers. Like the tech that you pants get. kind of thing. Tech pants, those ones. So, and he was told to take them off. So that was the end of that. <laughs> I saw Ratu today walking about in a balaclava, I think it was, so it must be cold. Yeah, he feels the cold, the big man. He's not used to this at all, so yeah, he needs to wrap up. Right, let's talk about Christmas. Um, how are you getting into the Christmas spirit? Because we, we've just recorded a Christmas special come out next week on Christmas Eve. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it along, but um, we've got that to look forward to next week. But how are you feeling? you you getting in the mood? I am getting into the mood slowly. Um, I've not quite started banging the Christmas music in the car. But that'll be coming in the next week. That's the 1st of December. Gotta start. I know, I know. I've been hearing the guys pulling into the car park and hearing all sorts of music. Yeah, Christmas you've been driving music. a fancy whip I've seen, so surely you should oh, be buying some tunes out of that. I, need to, I really need to up my game a little bit. Um, I tend to like leaving it sort of like a week, 10 days before, so you know that's round about now. Um, but the thing is that, obviously with this gig we've got coming up, my journey into Scotland in the morning <laughs> is listening to the music, trying to get the drum beats in my head. So I've got an excuse. I think so that's t- a valid t- excuse. Tell us about the gig then. Go um, on, go on. So the gig is very exciting. Um, 15th of February at the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, myself and I'm not going to name names because it seems to always be changing. A whole moment. load of others. But I've got a whole load of other guys who are musical in the team. And we're raising money for the... Glasgow Children's Hospital, which is fantastic to be doing. Um, our official charity. Our official charity, yeah. Um, a great cause to be raising money for, so really, really pleased to be doing that. And, yeah, we, we just sort of came up with the idea. Um, Petrus, as he does, you know, he seems to have contacts here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, you know, we got in touch with a guy from Rock Sport Radio. Or Rock, Rock Ra- I don't know what the exact station is. Yeah, Do you know? Rock Sport. Rock Sport, yeah, that's it. Um <laughs> And he's uh, he's shown a load of interest and helped us get things going. So, yeah, we've we've been doing quite a bit of practice. We got into the studio for the first time last week, which was great. Um, you sent the photographer along, which was fantastic. Got some it good, was uh, good snaps. Yeah, we got some good pics, and uh, we had a, also had a few professional musicians who came along to help us. So, there was a professional drummer there who was helping me. He gave me some tips, and it, it was really really helpful. Um, there was a couple of older chaps there. These guys were just like traditional rock stars with the long hair and like the Led Zeppelin t-shirts on. I had mine on as well. Uh, but it was brilliant. It was a really good day. We were in there for a few hours just practicing, um, trying to tighten things up and so that we sound good on, on the 15. Still got a bit of time to go. So I think we'll try and get in there uh, once a week or once every couple of weeks just to, to keep things moving forward. But yeah, it's exciting. Um, and the tickets went on sale on Friday. Yeah, 
And, heard, uh, and then within 20 minutes, they were yeah, all gone. Amazing. We didn't it's expect brilliant. that. Which 200 is tickets in 20 minutes. 200 tickets gone. Unbelievable. Um, so thanks to everybody for showing the support. And uh, yeah, we hope to put on a really good show for you. So we've kept a few tickets. And what we'll do is over the next few weeks on Warriors Weekly, we'll run a few competitions. So if you missed out on yes. tickets, we'll have a few competitions. That's a great so idea. So keep, keep, keep a lookout for that. And uh, well, we've got some tickets to give away. So you can get along to see the guys on the, the 15th of February brilliant yeah you'll enjoy it it's going to be a good night going to have a lot of fun um might be a few funny funnies in there as well we might include a few things uh, one of the musicians last week he's actually a big fan of the warriors he uh he had a little song that he played uh, i won't give too much away but i think it'll go down well with the crowd and we're hoping to get all the the guys along so we're gonna try and get most of the squad along as well so yeah that'd be great now you're gonna leave us but we'll, we're hoping to catch up with petrus uh, very short. I'm sure he'll tell us more about the the gig and everything behind he it. Will. He'll he'll t- <laughs> definitely will. He's very excited. He's very excited. And uh, yeah, all the best. And actually, if we don't speak to you, have a great Christmas. We, we probably won't. Actually, this will be our last sort of regular show before Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, thank Enjoy. you, everyone. Have a good Christmas out there. Um, and and the year yeah. as well. And we'll probably we'll be back in early January with more Warriors Weekly. Yeah, looking forward to it. Can't Plenty wait. Of things to come. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. All right, we're joined uh, by Petrus Duplessis, assistant coach and player at Glasgow Warriors. How are you, Petrus? I'm very good, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Is this your Warriors Weekly debut? Um, Have you on before? On the podcast. I was on the podcast the very first uh, day I walked into here. Did Jack, um, did Jack speak to you? Jack spoke to me. That was the week of uh, the European Cup oh, yes. in Saracen. So right. That was oh, my very first debut. So You're used to this then. But it's a new year, <laughs> clean <laughs> slate, good to be here. Yeah. And of course, since then, you've got a slightly different role. You're kind of moving between being a player and a coach, coaching a player. How are you finding that? Yeah, no. Um, look, I always say to the club and the coaches um, that I, I promise I will do pre-season because... You don't know what injuries the World Cup can leave you with. Um, I suppose some of the guys came through that. And I started training less and less when the guys started coming back from the World Cup. And the next thing you know, a uh, couple of small injuries. That's going to keep guys out for a few weeks. And uh, I've sort of gone from upstairs back downstairs and, and, and now I'm floating in between. So uh, I, it's, it's brilliant for me because the month that I... That almost sort of like stopped training and I was like just coaching and standing there with a whistle. You almost got to get a bit of, you know, fear of missing out. And, but yeah, I said, look, I'll, if, if, if there's, uh, if there is any more injuries now coming, going forward in the tightest spot, then uh, I just need to be fit enough to, to slot in if, if they thought that was a good choice. Do you, th- do you think you're ready to, to slot, slot in if, if uh, called upon. <laughs> I tell you what, the spine uh, was was screaming when I got back into my first live scrum session, but that's three weeks ago. So now I feel I feel pretty good. I I think um, I I hope hopefully touch wood I'm pretty robust and just just keep keep hacking away. I heard you a few weeks ago sitting down in the coach's room talking about body weight and how you're sitting at kind of your almost your optimum level now. Are you from what when you were playing? Yeah, I tell you what, this is actually quite a funny thing. So. Um, when I got back up to the office, when I was, you know, just just after preseason, and um, when you thought, right, that's it, you that's know, it, um, you know, I said, oh, do you know what? I've seen a lot of players let themselves go 
pretty badly, you know, especially the, some scrum coaches out there. <laughs> and uh, I come up with this idea, let's do Biggest Loser in the office. And we, we all weighed in on the Monday and we all came in, I, I came in heavier than I normally have been. And this is seven weeks ago and I lost, what, four and a half, five kilograms and actually sit in a good, good, good weight category now. And if it wasn't for that, I, I can imagine the coaches probably said, I don't think you should get back downstairs and play or train a little bit more um, because I probably was a bit too overweight. But actually, I feel really, really good at the minute. So that actually saved me in, in so many. But the competition is so because it you go off your own body weight, so it's like biggest loser, your percentage of your own body weight, and that you put you on a table one to one to whatever. And um, so I'm leading the charge there, but probably not for long. But um, yeah, I. Th I I think that saved that saved me. You see, it, especially at away games now. You know, I'll wake up in the morning and all the coaches will be down having breakfast, and they've all all already been to the gym because they're all competing, trying to get the biggest loss. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of competition on away trips. They, well, to be fair, they they talk it up a lot. They go, "Oh yeah, I've just been to the gym," and then just splash their face with water or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, I think eating clean on away trips because when you sit in a hotel for two days. You can overeat so easily. Next thing, you're two, three kilograms heavier. So the coaches, there's a good, there's, there's a good spirit upstairs, and you know, good competitiveness and a lot of banter. Never worked in an environment where banter. I, I thought the banter in the players was 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 good, but the coaches is even worse. You, you mentioned there uh, eating when you're away. Like it's, I was blown away with my first away trip. The amount of food that is available. You know, there's snacks available at all times of the yeah. day, all times of the night. Massive, huge buffet meals that the players can pick and choose from. But as you said, it's so easy to just kind of pick away at, snack away at. If you've got a Saturday game and you're sitting on a Friday night watching another game going on or doing some analysis or stuff like that, isn't it? I think um, stick to the salad bar. That's the best thing. You can eat as much salad as you want. You know, be a rabbit for a couple of days and then. Get away from the apple crumble, you know. Well, what about all the good stuff? <laughs> yeah, like hey, we're, nah, we're in Italy and France, you know, you need yeah. to indulge. Yeah, well, I, I, had a, I had a little dabble with a bread, dipped it in some soup, but that's as far as I've gone. Um, I actually think, you know, if you make it a lifestyle, you, 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 can, you, can, you can eat pretty healthy. Look, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I haven't got a, a body to die for. I still got a nice <laughs> roll of fat around the old gut. No but, men's health cover photo but, coming your um, way. No, but... <laughs> What I can say is, you know, I don't think I'll let myself go. That's the main thing. And because you're moving between being a player and a coach, it's it's quite an unusual situation, isn't it? And who do you hang around with? Like, do, you, do you just do you hang around with the coaches and the players? And no. do you just, uh, are you, do you still are you still more of a coach than a player? No, I think um, I think with my personality, hopefully, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sort of more the the sand between the stones type of thing. I can float from from one group to another. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've got a good relationship with the coaches and I can can, can be honest with them. Um, and then when I go down to, to get in, in, into the dressing room, we all just have banter. When, when I go out, when I coach a little bit, people listen, we all respect each other. Then I jump in for a, for a, few, for a bit of it. And then you would just, it's just back and forth. It, it's almost become second nature now doing it that way. And it's, it's great. I mean, you know the coaches will tell me if 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 I'm veering too much away from from the coaches and the players will tell me if I veer away too much from them so I think that the balance is is, is quite right I've, I'll probably it'd be it'd be it'd be different when I am just a coach yeah. solidly be feeling weird I was going to say the best thing about being in your position is you get two Christmas pies is that right yeah well so no, I, no, they kicked me off the um 
the the player's Secret Santa. Oh no! They kicked me off. Yeah, because it was an odd number, and they said, "Nah, we're not we're not going to host you anymore." Um, so yeah, I felt I felt. <laughs> to be fair, when I when I when I stopped training, they kicked me off the players' uh, group chats as well. So uh, a little bit hurt there, but hey. I'll, I'll live to see another <laughs> They're day. They're slowly pushing you away. Slowly, slowly. Well, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I guess you were, you were talking there about kind of how you kind of bridge that gap between player and coach. But I guess one of the good things about, especially at the Warriors, is, you know, our lineout, for example, seems to be run a lot of the time by Rob and Tim Swinson and stuff like that. So there is mm. already a little bit of kind of a precedence of players coaching, doing a little bit of coaching and stuff like that. So I'm sure that must make your job and they're a little doing bit a lot easier. Of, they're coaching a lot of club sides as well. So I guess they're, they're looking for that kind of experience as yeah, well. Yeah, no, look, um, with the lineout stuff, JD, uh, John, John Diel is, is is fantastic in building those those relationships with the players, and they help him out with the line out. I've got my little group where we go through scrum stuff. So I think you have to listen to what players actually suggest, absorb it, and then make a decision on that. And you know, go through plays and ideas that you have, run it through them, and ultimately the coaches can make a decision. And, and I think that works pretty well. And is that what it's like at other clubs? Obviously, Dave has come from a kind of a school teaching background and stuff like that. So, you know, so there's a bit of kind of back and forth and doing your own research and doing your own learning. But at other clubs you've been at, has it been like that or has it been much more almost authoritarian? I, I suppose I, I was lucky enough to to be at clubs where coaches trust trust each other. So say, for example, Dave would have the utmost trust in myself and JD um, to, to get the set piece right. Um, and the set piece, you know, touch wood is, is, is gone pretty well so far with the odd uh, fault correction here and there. Um, but now that we've got the core of the squad back, you can work nicely with the relationships between the hookers and the props and the second rows, back rows and eights. And that makes it that bit easier. But um, w yeah, we don't forget about the whole squad. We try and get in everybody involved. So when the guys go away with the Six Nations again, we, we should be ready to fire. So looking ahead to this weekend, we've got Edinburgh here on Saturday night. What kind of game are you expecting? Because these these derby matches, <laughs> they're, they're they're a bit special. There's some, something you know, quite yeah, unique about, no, about a derby match, isn't it? Um, I can only imagine if you play for Scotland and you play against your opposition, um, which are actually some of your you know international counterparts or, or teammates. It's it it puts that extra edge on it, and I think. Um, like I said this morning, last year we we were pretty comfortable in the league and Edin Edinburgh wasn't and they were more desperate than us and they beat us twice over that period. I think the the tides has turned almost where we need those points more than ever and, you know, we would probably come together really, really well and we do come together really, really well under pressure as well. So, you know, look... The the weekend's results, you know, is no reflection on where we're at. We we uh, that was a little glitch. We didn't score a try in the end when we should have done. So going into this week, I think we just got to stick to our game plan. It'll work. I'm sure it'll work. And I know we know what they're coming with. It's going to be physical. So we just got to be up for it, and we will be up for it because there's nothing worse than people always saying, "Ah, oh, it looks like you weren't up for the game." Well, of course we were up for the game. When are we not up for a game? Mm -hmm. You know, it just happens. Uh, there's other variables that can dictate how we play ball. The weather maybe being being one of them. Yeah, it was, it was, drier it was, conditions this weekend. It was it was cold last week. Um you know, I don't know if uh, the backs were standing quite a lot 
quite around a lot and it looks like they had frozen fingers <laughs> here and there but you know yeah it's the the conditions do play a, but that's not an excuse for us um so if it's dry this week it'll be nice open rugby and then we, we touched with Ashley a little bit there on Thursdays. We now train indoors at Ravens Creek. How much of a difference do you think that has made, especially you know when we're having kind of cold, windy, blustery days, being able to have nice, crisp, you know, dry conditions, no wind, stuff like that, to practice things like line out and bits and bobs like that? Yeah, I know Ravens Creek is a massive help, especially being up north in Scotland, where the weather can be very unpredictable. I think, you know, the tempo and the energy is fantastic on a Thursday in Ravens Creek. For some reason, it's because it's indoors, it's dry and warmer, warmer, and every everything just. Uh, so we take that, we try and we, we generally take that energy into the into the game, and I think that's you've got you've got be. these consistent con- consistent conditions. Yeah, on a Thursday, you know what you're getting. Yes, so so that helps us helps the preparation definitely. And the surface, the new surface in Ravens Craig is 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 as good as our surface out out here. And, I think I think Ravens Craig's helped us massively. So yeah, fair play. I think we can't veer away from that. It gives us a lot of energy. I think we talked. Uh, you did the scrum masterclass last season, didn't you? And you talk about energy, yes. energy sappers. Is that right? Is it energy stealers? Energy stealers. Energy uh, givers. Energy givers. So the weather was definitely a uh, stealer. Energy, energy stealer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean. It just ends up where the ball goes down quite a lot and it ends up a lot of scrums and it, you know, I don't know if it, the spectators wants to see that often, but yeah, moving on, new clean slate back in the Pro 14. Okay, so let's just finish up. Let's talk about the band because we, we talked about it with Ashley earlier, Duncan, didn't we? So um, it's really exciting, isn't it? So you, you were, you've played a big part in this. Tell us about how, how did it all come about? Um, it's It's nothing like, Bob Geldof and and what he's done for for charity, but um, look, I I had a meeting with um, Rock Sport Radio um, and then Shock City Promotions. We sat down. I said, look, we want to do something for charity, and I think um, with the Glasgow Children's Hospital being a partner of Glasgow Warriors, um, and it was actually quite cool because this was something we was going to do on our own, but. You guys here at Glasgow Warriors were very, very good at putting it all together and getting the meeting sorted. And then in the end, we had to try and convince them that we can actually play guitar and drums and whatnot. So we 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 showed them loads of videos that you've probably seen on social media. And we had quite a few meetings. And in the end, we got a date and we've spoken to Hard Rock Cafe. And Hard Rock Cafe actually is one of the leading venues in Glasgow city center. I think... A lot of famous bands came through there. Like I it's a huge it name, isn't it, all over the world? So yeah, you, you know. But I think like even like someone like Buffy Claro or you know those types so of bands, yeah. they they all played at the Hard Rock Cafe before they went mainstream. So so this is um, just the start. Well, I'm not saying that, but it's, it's mainstream. <laughs> no, no, it's it's just brilliant that we get the opportunity yeah. to play in a venue like that, and we sold the tickets out in less than 20 minutes. I heard 10, 15, 20 yeah. minutes, and. That you know, that's credit to the great fans that we've got that they want to come and enjoy a, a night with us. And we've got you know five core members of the band, and then we're gonna get a few of the players who can also maybe play guitar or sing or do something to to join us, and we'll we'll make a really good night of it. And I'm sure the guys just got tickets; they're lucky enough to 
to to enjoy it. There's a lot of people on the on social media who was absolutely gutted they they couldn't they get, get away to to buy some tickets. Yeah. So. And how long is your set going to be? You you I think it'll be a, an hour. Okay. Being a proper, you know, being proper rock star, we'll probably push that to an hour ten. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll probably be late for the set, and then we'll push it an hour ten. Drunk as um, you turn up, something like. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll swig wine and be on stage and break guitars and stuff like that. And uh, can you give us any, you know, insight into what that set might look like? You know, even one or two songs that we yeah, no, might hear. I, to be fair, you've probably seen a few on social media. We're working on on 10 to 15 songs, something like that. We we want a good mixture of, you know, where you can headbang and then the other side where you can get your phones out with the lights and... Well, you can't so the day it. after Valentine's Day, surely there's uh, got to be a yeah, wee slow be, song. For yeah, there's going to be some slow songs. There'll be something that you can sing along. I, I just, I'm urging whoever is listening to this, who's whoever is coming, sing along with us because that makes us sound better. And it'll, hopefully, we chose songs that that you'll probably know the words to as well. So we just, I don't know if there's anyone on social media who's got a recommendation on what we should open with or what we should close with. We've got an opening. Got or the encore. Idea. The encore is yeah, the big the one, encore, isn't it? Yeah. Encore, whatever. But anything we should close with or any any anyone who's throwing out some songs that they want to hear, Let us we're know. open to suggestions. Yeah, yeah. send send them our way. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's even on a review on the, on the podcast or... You know, drop us a tweet or a message and whatever. Just send us, send us them, and we'll we'll pass them on to the band. And and uh, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll All I'm go. saying is, I said I said to STV this uh, afternoon, who, who who picked up on this as well, that never before is, have they seen five players, so to speak who's all playing for the same team do something like this so there's a bit, a bit uniqueness there but they 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 were picked up on the on the point that um i suppose yeah we we were going to look at you know what we're going to play etc and end of the day i think we're just gonna let people have a great time there that's the main thing um and it just shows that do you know what we are bigger than just playing rugby. We can do some other stuff as well, show some different talents there. And you, you speak about there about the media and STV, and obviously STV picked up on it today, but you also had an interview with guitar.com as well, so it's obviously gone far and wide. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that, but... Um, Wait, where's this going to end? Nah, <laughs> well, look, I, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, if it goes well, we'll, we'll get another venue or we'll re- rebook the same do venue and other people. Do another show. Brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. Well, all the best at Purchase with that. I'm sure we'll get you back on yeah. Warriors Weekly in the new year, probably before the, the gig on the 15th of February. And yeah. good luck this weekend and have a great Christmas and New Year when it comes. Yeah, I'd just like to say to all our fans, listeners, everybody out there who supports Glasgow, uh, Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't hear from you. And uh, let's hope for a couple of good results this uh, December. The latest from Scottsdale, Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday at 5 with a special Christmas edition of Warriors Weekly. And don't forget this weekend's game against Edinburgh at Scotland is sold out, but tickets are still available for the second leg of the 1872 Cup match at BT Moneyfield a week on Saturday. You can get your tickets from scottishrugby.org.
Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.